0: Thank you, Taylor. See, it brings me right back to it. And this is when he hung the mic out to the crowd like, hook me up right here. Emily, I need you to pay very close attention to what I'm about to say here because this is where Taylor's very shrewd Suggestion for Gus is already starting to pay dividends. Andy put a poll out about whether or not we'd want a centaur to be the star of our uh, impending film, and what were the results? Yeah, I I said no and no. (laughs) Okay, well I've I have have a poll out at Cam Brothers. Do you like centaurs?
1: And would you like to watch a centaur play basketball? Your choices are yes and yes, (laughs) yes and no, no and yes, no and no. So far, early voting, but. Nearly 53% say yes and yes. They would like to, they like Centaurs, would like to watch a Centaur play basketball. 17% 17% say they like centaurs but don't want to watch one play basketball. <laughs> it's it's eight. It's fish out of water. Yeah, just, you know, <laughs> I like a centaur, but I want to see a centaur in their natural environment. Eight percent say, no, they don't like centaurs, but yes, they would like to watch one play basketball. <laughs> Interesting subset. And then uh, tw- a little under 21% say, no, they don't like centaurs. No, really? they don't so want to watch one really play basketball. this really changes it
2: from an Air Bud movie to being a human that has just different features. Well, uh, So it's, it's really a different movie if you make it a centaur See, just when
0: you think we were slowly getting her on board she's half just mule half man come yes. on uh,
2: yes at, then it's more man than mule yeah
0: not, not we can look we can design her own half
1: man half donkey at Cow Shannon, botcher on Twitter, uh, reached out to us and said, Minotaurs are better. Two legs, so less chance of get, of getting called for not
0: moving out of the paint. Stronger upper body. <laughs> that's the one that's got a bull head. Is I that guess what a minotaur so. is, I believe? I, I, I'm, my uh, mythology is lacking. Well, I'm, not, I'm not doing another poll.
2: <laughs> well, dialogue no, I think it's what, just
0: two legs as opposed to four. But it, I think one of sure. them has the head of a bull or a buffalo or a instead goat. of a. Maybe it's a gun. There's I don't gun. know. Minotaur versus Centaur.
2: You, you guys are right. Minotaur is the one with the bull head, a human body. Yes. Centaur is like donkey, horse body, and human, human torso. Human torso, yes. So mm. the thing is, the dialogue changes if it's a cent- Centaur. Does a Centaur have arms? Uh y- yes, yes this so one the one does. in Harry Potter. <laughs> <is>. <laughs> but if you have a donkey, then you have to have like the animated stuff, and it seems more like. See, it here she goes speak, with the animation. But again. The centaur. Oh it's like she's
0: like she's not listening. I'm
2: just saying the dialogue is different if it's a donkey versus a centaur.
0: No, I don't think that it Emily. We so much. badly I, want to involve you with yeah. this
1: project, and it's like you're begging us not
0: to. It's like look. Sometimes like not everything is for everybody. No. And I think this is one of those times where we're going to move forward without her participation. Apparently Taylor so. has now got an EP credit on this thing. Even if we don't go with the Centaur theme, just your particip your your general understanding of the project is helpful. And the music direction, please. I'd oh, like you to, yeah. you, would you like to write the score? I would, yeah. Ooh, yeah. It's a big break for you, Taylor. Yeah, look, we've got now we've got actors, Jay Moore. <laughs> we've got a score, Taylor Smith. We've clearly got a writing team yes, that is we do. in sync.
1: Yes, we do. We, we're
0: we're going to have to hold a
1: very... And you have a hater.
2: <laughs> have, you're, yes.
1: You're the, you're the critic who just destroys our movie. Yeah, um, you're, you're the person from, like film twitter movie twitter <laughs> that just keeps throwing out all the stuff you don't like about this movie that's just sweeping film culture
2: Taylor are you going to do kind of a Scorsese approach where it's a mostly contemporary music You mean as all your Rolling
3: score? Stone songs like yes, the Scorsese how does Gimme Shelter sound on a fiddle or, I think Beast of Burden has to be the fir- I mean the the opening credits
2: or you going to do some composition like an actual
3: Oh or like original Mixture of both, yeah. I'm just, I need to see some uh, stills of the of the film so I can, you know, get some inspiration. Uh, the au
0: revoir.
3: However, <laughs> <laughs> the, the,
0: you say it's the one with the E on the yes. end. Yes, that word. The, the O U That's what oh, I yes, was going I don't know. Something like that. Uh, Lakers have 23 games left. All of the mathematical models, like 538 and whatnot, say there's a far greater chance they miss than they get in. Let's try Mark in Chino Hills. Sorry, you just
2: actually uh, Mark just bounced?
0: All right, Mark said they weren't getting in, and so does every mathematician that has a website, Andy, that they're not going to get in. Um, Another team that is very unlikely to get in, different sport, the Anaheim Angels. Um, Los Angeles, Anaheim Angels, whatever they're going by. The Angels. The agent for Shohei Otani um was asked if he'd be open to negotiating an extension during the spring for otani keep in mind otani's a free agent at the end of the year i've always been open to it but there are several layers to this one and shohei's earned the right to play through the year explore free agency and we'll see where it shakes out said it before i'll say it again we're taking one day at a time i'm not putting the cart before the horse on this one so it all comes back to horses and carts um the angels seem to be the only ones that are entertaining the premise that this is not fait complete, that this is not already done, that he is leaving. And the longer they refuse this idea or think that they're in the mix... I don't know if it's necessarily detrimental to them because I think he's going to move during the season. I think they have to move him during the season because once you get, and it's usually the end of July, once we get close to the end of July, teams like the Dodgers and the Mets are going to be moving heaven and earth to try to get this done. They're going to be coming in with some of the more remarkable packages to trade for Shohei Otani, than they're ever going to see. The one thing that can't happen is, hey, we think we got him. We're not going to trade him. And then he leaves for nothing. They have to move him. And in a weird upside down, inside out kind of way, it's actually really good news for the. I know you don't want to lose a transcendent, you know, once in a multi generation talent like Otani. But the way that you're gonna get better is by getting a bunch of good players, not having one extraordinary one. Well, here's the thing about them too. Right now they
1: have to project confidence that he's staying because there's the gamesmanship battle going on for potential negotiations down the road. Like you you don't ever in these situations project panic, even if internally you are soiling yourself. Like you just you you have to Put it out there that we are, we are confident that we can convince this guy to stay. That has to be the external projection. That has to be the internal pro, like projection. I'm sure they're already hearing from other teams. Like There's a certain amount of song and dance that you have to do that's just part of this. What really matters is just deep down in that building, how much do they really think they can keep him? Or in the case of Artie Moreno, how much would he be willing to admit I failed in my ability to keep him Mm -hmm. like preemptively admitting this before you just recognize it because the dude walked out the door
0: where it gets doubly complicated. And and this is not, this is unlikely, but not impossible. The angels might be good. They they might have put together a team that will be competitive past the all-star break. Now you could also look at it the other way. They haven't made the playoffs in nine years. They, they've basically been out of it by the All-Star break during Otani's entire tenure here. But let's say you get into the middle of July, and you are either in first place or close to it. You're inside the line for the playoffs. You're significantly over 500. You have a decent team. And the reason you have a decent team is Shohei Otani is pitching at an All-Star level, and he's clubbing home runs. You know he's leaving he's leaving. All he has ever said is, I want to play on a winning team. I want to play in the World Series. I want to go here. I want to do this. That That is not the Angels. Even if they get hot this year and win a bunch of games, that doesn't mean they're a winning team. It means they're having a good season. There's a huge difference between having a good season and doing what the Dodgers do, the Braves do, the Astros do, teams that are good year after year after year. Do you trade him then? Do you have – we actually have a look at this. We're close. We're pro- more likely than not to get into the playoffs, but this guy's leaving. And if we trade him now, we're out of it, but we got one shot to put him in it. Well, okay, you know the roster better than I do. Is this is the reason
1: that this team could be better this year, is it made up of new guys who could be around for a while?
0: Well, we'll use Tyler Anderson as an example who they got from the Dodgers for three years. They right. there are have some young pitchers, um, like Reed Detmers who are developing that are not quite good yet, but they might be good. They they have an opportunity to kind of put some of these things together. Because the one scenario
1: where they are unexpectedly better this season than people predicted, that maybe can sell Otani on staying is if he feels like, okay, this is a foundation that actually will be good moving forward. Okay. And I know that like, look at some point you have to just buy, you have to buy into the future as opposed to harping on the past. Yes. Like the past,
0: but what if the same guys in charge of the future that built the bad past?
1: Maybe they got lucky. Like if the, if you have young players who are good In certain respects, it doesn't matter how you got there. What matters is, are they good? And if you actually believe that they are good, that's the rationale for
0: Otani staying. This is the the fascinating part to me with this, that they might be good. There's a chance that they could be good. But if I'm Otani and I know that Artie Moreno has run the team the way that he has, that he is involved in things that he probably should not be involved in from a baseball perspective that you just kind of got a good team together that happens occasionally sometimes you just get a good team and you have an ownership group that is doesn't have the vision to build a good organization i'm if i'm otani i'm saying listen i get it that we're good mike trout's healthy these pitchers are performing at a level maybe a little bit higher than we thought but i know that this thing is built on a foundation of sand and it's not going to last i'm telling you guys right now i'm out of here they have to move him at that point well if
1: if he's that up front internally about I plan to leave like the way Paul George had been with the Pacers Mm -hmm. when they eventually moved him to the Thunder he just told them like I'm going to be leaving Anthony Davis in so many words told the Pelicans I'm going to be leaving Chris Paul told the then New Orleans Hornets in so many words I will be leaving that's one thing what what will make this really complicated is if Otani doesn't really give them
0: direct signals like like but really direct it, it, even if no signal is a direct signal in my estimation that, that by saying hey listen we're kind of on what are you thinking oh I'm gonna let this play out that's very clearly I'm leaving well, I mean
1: here's the thing sometimes you can do all the right things and someone leaves anyway like Kawhi Leonard when he got moved to the Raptors they have good front office good coach a team that won a championship and at the end of the day Kawhi did not want to be there I don't think because of anything that he disliked about them or anything
0: Mm -hmm. they did wrong, he just wanted to be somewhere else. Let's try a quick phone call here. Ontario and Rich. Rich, you're on with Trav and Andy. What's up, Rich?
3: Hey, guys. Look, as much as I love Otani, we got to get rid of him. The Angels have too much to rebuild. I mean, unless we get rid of Moreno, that team is just going nowhere. I've been a fan for years and years and years and seen them do the same exact thing. It's like, Come on, guys. Get rid of him. Bring in some new talent to try to help the club in the long term before you give his body. That's it.
0: They think that's the question that they've got to make. That is – look, let, for round numbers, I'm going to get 10 prospects for Otani, okay, just for round numbers. Odds of two of them being good, pretty darn good. The odds of one of them being very good, not too bad. And if you get one or two more that are at least major league – and I got five guys on my mate. None of them are Otani, but one of them is an all-star caliber player. Another one is a borderline all-star. And then I got a couple of guys that I can play. Okay. That's how you build a team. This has
1: been the argument for the last several years for moving Mike Trout, if you're the Angels. Like, if you can't figure out a way to win with Mike Trout, then you need to turn Mike Trout into a better foundation that maybe can win. Like, that's essentially the argument.
0: Trade him today to the Dodgers. There, done. we figured it out. Yeah, I was going to say some now, of this is just you projecting. What do you mean? <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. I would like to. I think he'd look good in blue. Just seems like it's his color. Bring out his eyes. Yes, it just. I feel like he would be a very striking figure. Yes. in Dodger blue along the way. All right, are the Lakers 23 games left? Can they find their way in? That's coming up next. Plus, Sean McVay still the youngest
4: coach in the league.
0: That's next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Emily, have you confirmed with uh Mace that he's gonna do Factor Cap with us today?
2: Yeah, he was talking about it in Super Crosstalk yesterday that he's always wanted to be a part of Factor Cap, so texted him this morning and he's gonna be a part of it. I might have some specifically Mace-centered Factor Cap. Okay. So be tuned for that.
0: All right. So Mace is gonna join us Factor Cap about twelve minutes from right now. We got a couple of uh quick tweets I want to get to. This is from Eagles Lakers that writes, Trav, this is why you stretch. Don't even get me started on that again. I'm not that my my knee joint does not need to be stretched this is not a muscle injury this is a a skeletal injury and i don't think that i can stretch my leg and knee bones i don't think that's the problem that we're going on here um uh, wants to know if it's been day-to-day or downgraded to questionable um i don't know the distinction what's the difference andy do you know what those things mean i i think day-to-day is more
1: confidence that okay. you're going to pull through questionable day-to-day
0: Okay. I'm day to day. You're feeling good. I, I I look I'm basically like Wolverine. I heal quickly. I, nice. I, I just I, I come back with a vengeance. We'll see. But here's the irony. In order to come back
1: with a vengeance, you can't practice between now and the tournament. <laughs>
0: Well, that's, that's probably going to happen anyway.
2: You'll be on ice. I
0: can't, I can't risk another setback if if I go and practice more. One more. This is from Tim. Is this Oscar-worthy donkey movie going to be in theaters, or is it both theaters and streaming? And if streaming, which platform will it be on? This feels like a theatrical release to me, Andy. Well, it feels like a theatrical release, but some of the
1: streamers, they've been doing some really good work okay. of late. Um, same time, though, a lot of them have been scaling back their productions and budgets yeah, you know what? Let's go old school. Yeah. Let's go old school. Straight up theatrical release. I think so. At
0: least at least for what, a couple weeks before we put it on pl-
1: That it that seems to be at the Cannes,
2: thing. Is it premiering at, at Sundance? What are we doing film festival wise? Good
0: question. Ooh. See? Now welcome back to the team. This is a <laughs> this is helpful. I'm trying to think that I feel like this is more of a domestic <laughs> film it's than be a than 10 international
2: one.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know if Cannes is the right place for this.
2: Well,
1: Cannes is where, just where you get the prestige premiere. Okay. Um Maybe like
0: Toronto Film Festival. This yeah,
1: feels
4: like a, a TIFF. Spot. Yeah.
0: This feels like a TIFF. Does like Arcadia have a film festival?
2: Or <laughs> South <laughs> by South can, w- Southwest? Oh, South, do South do by
0: Southwest would be good. They like offbeat stuff over there. They, well, this is main. This is as mainstream as it gets. Are we sure we have the right
1: audience? <laughs> well, it's it's mainstream, but you don't realize it until you watch it.
0: It's like sneaky mainstream. It is.
1: It is. <laughs> it's it's satire that. Is disguised as outlandish, but then when you watch it, you realize, my God, this is grounded. This is a grounded look at politics and sports and family.
2: I do see it on Disney. Disney Plus has a dual theatrical uh, release at the same time. You pay more for the Disney Plus to watch it that weekend, and you know, because you know, it, it works for Disney Plus. And you know, Gus lives on Disney Plus Well, now. Gus
0: is a Disney property. You yeah. know, but maybe that's there's some synergy there. Could be we some are quasi Disney employees. I was going to
1: say they're listening right now. <laughs> I mean, if anything, they might be
0: going forward with this, with or without us. All right. Capitano Matt says, the VP should be named Brutus. Hashtag et two. This, I think, of all the things when it comes to making movies that would be a maze or TV shows or whatever, getting to name the characters is kind of something that i feel like i would be good at like they're like as far as directing goes i i'm, I'm big picture guy like i can't tell you put the camera over not here and detail, light it this <laughs> way not into the details big picture i can name some guys so we'll uh I'll, I'll put that into consideration let's try a phone call let's go to beverly hills and john john you're on with trav and andy what's up john john john's not there John.
2: Okay, John so had some good points, but he's just not the there. The <laughs> two people
0: that have called about the Lakers. One said that they're not going to make it. John thought that he, John's back. John, are you there?
6: Oh yeah, there you are,
0: oh, John. Yeah, What's here. up?
6: First of all, I have to say Andy is the best ESPN filling guest of all time. I mean, he's got more game than Mason and Keyshawn. <laughs> and uh, can step into their spots right away and upgrade the shows. Uh, second, is this your brother you know, the or something, is <laughs> this, is the, this is the best caller we've ever had. I'll tell you right
1: now, John, you are the best caller we've ever had.
6: The 80s is absolutely the best decade for music because you know the musicians were actually playing music and not a synth- synthesizer. For me, absolutely, uh, Purple Rain is number one, but uh, you've got to go back and listen to Rush, Tom Sawyer. That three guys making that much music is incredible. Listen to the drum and listen to the guitar rips. As far as the Lakers, I think they can do it. My only concern is, first of all, Rob Palenka did his job, okay? So let's give him props. But my only concern is the consistency of A.D. and the coaching staff. We've seen this broken record all season. They're the worst team in the league for three-point defense and the worst team in the league for transition defense. You know, I mean, Ham may be a leader of men, but he's no Notre Dame. You know, when you see a problem like that, you've got to fix it. They're sagging into the paint and playing this semi-zone. And when a guy's got it going from three, you've got to match up and stay with them. And I just don't see the coaching staff making that happen.
0: Thanks for the call, John. Not, not as much as Andy thanks you for the call, but uh, a good call nonetheless. No, John, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. The, I, I think he brings up an important part. We, we, we mention this occasionally, we being me and Al, um, but I don't think we mention it nearly enough. The Lakers don't shoot well. The Lakers need Anthony Davis to be healthy. The Lakers need to make sure that LeBron is as healthy as he can be in his 20th season. All of the things that we do talk about a lot, Lakers need to play better defense. And, and this was supposed to be the peg that uh, Darvin Ham hung his hat on, that we're going to get after you defensively, that effort and defense are going to be the hallmarks of this team. They do play hard. He absolutely knocked that target down as far as that we're going to go out there and we're going to compete for you know 48 minutes a night. They do do that. Their defense is dreadful. Well, I,
1: I agree with John and part of it. Their transition D is awful, and it's been awful all season. As far as guarding the three, it may not feel like it in the moment. and you always remember the times where teams are hitting threes against you. Statistically, they're actually not bad guarding threes at all. Um, and you know, and I don't know if maybe, Over the last month, month and a half, it's been dramatically worse. Mm -hmm. They're currently the sixth best team in the league at guarding the three. That feels almost
0: impossible to believe. I'm just telling you. I I, I believe that you're reading the number correctly, but the eye test and the field test feels like not only do they give up a lot of threes, they give up a lot of open threes, it feels like. The math is saying otherwise, but... I don't know how many times I've been watching those games. Can you can we please get a hand in somebody's face out there? Okay, they do actually have a lot of threes attempted against them.
1: But as far as threes made, not as bad as you would expect and the overall percentage is again, teams shoot the sixth worst three-point percentage against the Lakers in the league.
0: It feels like all of these things need to get significantly better that anthony davis needs to play significantly more and significantly better d'angelo russell needs to be a a big upgrade to what you had before lebron james needs to continue to do what he's done and but just do it more often to play to play in more games everybody needs to be better if they're going to get back into well yeah the margin for error with the lakers for
1: blank is basically razor thin it's basically non-existent so while their three-point percentage defense might be better insofar as the numbers than the eye test, it's
0: got to be better anyway. It just They can allow themselves few to no mistakes the rest of this way. And they're going to be that Razor's margin that you're talking about. Golden State at Dallas, at Memphis, at OKC, right out of the shoot, and then home again against Minnesota. Those five games. You lose two out of those three. Now all of a sudden you're down to 18 games. You're six games under 500, and now it's I don't want to say impossible, but we're approaching impossible at that point. Win three of those five. Now you're four games under 500, and you're you've at least inched a little bit closer to that magic 500 thing. If 500 is the number to get you in, at least we're kind of on the right track at that point. This this idea of, well, we got 23 games. You basically have five or six is what it is. The, the, those five or six need to be on the right side of 500. If they're not, if you go two and four, even if you go three and three, you're in a really tricky spot with time left and how far behind you are. Yeah, later
1: on in this week, I'm going to be sitting in on Mason and Ireland. And I believe tomorrow I'm with Mace and then Thursday and Friday with John. And I already, and I'm bracing myself and anticipating John Ireland making the case that none of these games are must-win until it's the last one before the season is eliminated. Like, no. He's going to make this argument. I've worked with John enough. I've heard John enough. The reality is these games are must-win, especially the ones the, you are the chasing. The literal
0: must-win, sure, but as right. far as the practical must-win right. is a totally The reality thing. of and, what
1: you're trying to do Yes, if you lose the opening three out of the All Star game, your
0: season is not over. Those, but it's over. Those six games out of the break, they better—they've got to win four of them, or we're in a must-win. Especially the games
1: against the teams they're chasing. No doubt, have to win those games.
0: Mace is here. Factor Cap coming up next. It's Travis Slee, and he's in for Slee on seven ten ESPN.
4: Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up hypnotic and cognac weighing heavy on the team.
2: Hey guys, welcome in Mace. Thank, thank you, thank you for so joining excited. us. I'm so excited. I always <laughs> wanted to do fact. <laughs> All
0: that. you had to do was ask. Yeah. you asked yesterday,
5: and here you
2: are. I know. I'm yeah. excited. Uh, how do you like the ideas for Gus 3.0?
5: Uh, what's uh, Gus 3.0 is interesting. Yeah, um, I don't like the idea of a Pegasus. I thought that was <laughs> too much. That's a bridge too far. Uh, but I do like uh, the the generally speaking the concept. The and theme. I I agree with Andy. No de aging. No de aging. No, no. de aging. Right, we, we can take that. Do yeah. you like the idea? shoot them all at the same time, like I, I, I Avatar. Think, yeah, like, Avatar,
0: Back to the, back to the Future. Back yeah. yeah. What, what about the idea of our Gus kind of clandestinely playing sports behind his father's back who forbade it because his own father was kinda in like the it. league? I kind of like or it. Or is this something that he discovers in the attic, like an old picture that launches him in this discovers
5: direction? Discovers in the attic, yes, because this has got to be a family story. It's yes. about a family it's, all it's all about Basically, cocoa with donkeys. Family. As all about the family, would say. Yeah. It
2: but, also has to be a tight ninety. It can't be anything over over yep, two. 90 like, minutes. Yes. Another very tight good 90. idea. Yep.
0: Welcome back to the team. <laughs> Emily's been crapping all over our idea. She's really not. on hey. really board with this.
2: I have just logical questions that need to be answered, but we're, we're getting. Obviously,
5: there. there's a lot of logic involved <laughs> oh, in this pitch. Thank Obviously. you, Mace. He he gets it. Right, what so did you get up for him?
2: <laughs> the first question or first statement is uh, from from Taylor, and this is a very Mace centered. Uh, statement. So this is a scenario in which you had to either shut down all donut shops or shut down all dispensaries. All right. Mm-hmm. So these are the, this is the world that we're living in. You had to choose one or the other. So if you had to what? shut down one, you would have to. You would shut down a donut shop. Taylor, factor cap. Oh, sorry, Travis, factor cap.
0: Oh, I would shut down the donut shops in a second before the dispensaries. I, I, I could take or leave a donut. I don't dislike them, but. I don't have to have them. The other thing, i it's part of my lifestyle that I enjoy a great deal, and I would be really disappointed if the dispensaries shuttered their doors. This
5: is fact. I would give up donuts. I would not give up uh, cannabis no matter what. Actually, you know, it's weird. I have not eaten donuts so far in 2023. Was that there a resolution? Ooh. Resolution, yeah. No donuts, no delivery, no Almost nothing. Almost got two months knocked cut, out. Cut seven pounds so far. Yeah. How <laughs> many donuts Very were you? Eating. I was eating a lot. I
2: was eating way too many. Way too many. Andy.
5: Uh not only
1: would I get rid of the donut shop before the cannabis dispensary, it would actually if you have a if you have children, getting rid of those donut shops just makes one thing easier for you <laughs> in life, not having to argue about stops, things like that. That that's a no brainer.
3: Buy donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor. I would go with the dispensary because I mean it's still possible to you know find weed elsewhere oh, it existed you,
2: beforehand back
5: alley weed is that <laughs> what you're talking Just about like it's 2007
3: yeah. oh yeah you're a musician you can find <laughs> yeah weed.
5: He's, he's got a
0: hook up. you need anything let know. Exactly. i gotta save the disp-
3: or i gotta save the donut shop you could
2: also make donuts at home so taylor you could you could learn a craft
3: that's maybe. a good point but who's doing that
0: are, were you like a donut chain guy? Are you going to independent donut places, or do you not discriminate? It's called
5: DK's Donuts. And it's in Santa Monica, okay. and I order from them every single time. Those are my donuts. Well, that, how- those are my people. You should have a donut named after you. How long should. How yeah. long
1: before they go out of business if you're not a part <laughs> well, of it? Well,
5: you know, we went there live and in person because the, the idea is don't deliver, right? So one night we did go there. This is the one night we did have donuts. We went there live and in person, and I was like... There should be a plaque here, man. I I we probably, ordered, Steve we probably ordered donuts 50 times last year. <laughs> so there should be a plaque. The the Steve Mason Memorial Donut. <laughs> oh, I guess not Memorial, but yeah. yeah. it's like when you
1: go into some of those like celebrity restaurants and they've got the photos <laughs> yes. all over. It. Exactly.
5: Exactly. My picture should Do be. Do you like the same ones too? Uh yes. Uh, vanilla cream, double yep. dunked uh, uh old fashioned.
2: Nice. I wow. love that. Yeah. Alright, so this next one, we know, uh, Mace, you love taking vacations. Travis is about to go on a vacation. And so you are a so there's two types of people when they take time off. You're either a vacation person, which means that you go to some place and you sit there and you do nothing. You just kinda of, you just relax, you don't really explore, you get to a, a nice place and you sit there and you do nothing, and that's the time off part. Or are you a trip person, which means that you like to have everything planned out, like to be very busy on your uh, time off. So you are a vacation person and not a trip person. Mace, factor cap.
5: I am. It is fact. I like to go somewhere and just sit. We usually go somewhere where they've got uh, hot waters, thermal waters, like that kind of thing. You lay around, you soak, you read, you do kind of nothing. I've never been one of those guys who's got the complicated itinerary. We're going to see the waterfall on this day. We're going to go horseback riding. I've 10 never minutes behind schedule. Yeah. Let's go. Let's oh, get it yeah, I going. I know people like that. Uh, yeah. But Juan and I thankfully agree on the vacation style of vacation.
2: Nice. Andy?
5: I, honestly, I'm in the middle. Like, I. I
1: don't want to have some regimented. We do nine different things each day. Like I don't want it to be hectic. But sitting on a beach for seven days, I will get bored. Like after a while, that I feel like I could have just gone to Malibu and <laughs> and done that. I don't I don't need to go to like Mexico or Europe or somewhere like that. I just wanted to see like maybe one two things tops. Get some time there, soak it in, and then by the afternoon you're done. You can go back to relaxing.
0: Track. I'm a vacation person typically, but kind of like what Andy's saying. I wouldn't mind if I got a week off. I want to do two things. Wherever we're going, we're gonna do two things. But I don't need to have it hardwired in we're doing this at this day and this time. We're gonna get over to that thing at some point. Maybe it's today, maybe it's tomorrow. But I like the idea of eating, yeah, sleeping, yes, and just kind of wandering around. Like that that's the I that's the trip that I like. I do not need an
3: itinerary. It gives me anxiety. Taylor. Mixture of both for me. So day one, you get in, decompress a little bit, just chill out in the hotel or wherever, relax a little bit. The days in between, go out and explore, and then the last day, decompress again.
2: I think it depends on the length of the trip and where I'm going. So, if I'm going to go visit a friend in their city, that needs to be a trip thing. Like, we're doing a lot of stuff. We're seeing mm-hmm. all their favorite places. But if it's a, if it's, if it's longer and I'm just going to the beach or if I'm just going to the mountains, I think that adds a lot of relaxation time. So, it kind of depends on, on what you're doing. So, there's a photo slash video that's kind of circling around that a someone on a plane had an entire rack of ribs and sides eaten on the plane. I've seen
1: this photo. <laughs> All
2: right, so eating a rack of ribs on a plane is rude. Andy, factor cap.
1: That's a fact. That That's too much accessory. I mean, there's too many bones that are going to be laying around, too many, like, rib sides, barbecue sides tend to be Pretty elaborate What were they, and beans, messy? slaw, mac and cheese? I want to we say it was like at?
2: fries, slaw, and maybe like beans. There okay. was a
1: cheese item. There was some kind of very melty cheese. cheese item. Yeah. And they brought
2: their own ribs? It was like essentially, like you know how there's like a box of donuts that look like that? It was yeah. like the size of a box of donuts, but it was just like the rib, it rib meal. accoutrement.
1: Yeah, it, it, w- that is fact. That is rude. That is inconsiderate to everyone else around you. It's also totally impractical you're an idiot for <laughs> yeah. doing that
2: eat sure. your
5: little oh i was going to go fact a uh, little you eat your little bag of peanuts and your little cookie they hand you but you bring you know like i was in a flight where a guy bought a whole thing of chinese food from panda express <laughs> i'm <laughs> like no no that's not the way we roll here <laughs> have sandwiches. it's, it's really rude
2: you can have sandwiches but like no smelly sandwiches. You, yes. you can no have salads. a turkey sandwich. You yes. can't have a
5: tuna
0: sandwich. Yes. Like there's I absolutely there's agree. there are rules to these sorts of things. I'm going to go the other way however because the airlines have stripped you of any bells and whistles at all. If you're on a flight of any significant length, you're going to want to eat something at some point. The little bag of salty snacks oh, and yeah. the half a can of Coke that they give you is not going to do the trick. And the way that people travel right now being the guy with a rack of ribs, you're like the least offensive person on the plane. The way that people dress, they take their shoes off. Ugh. They're bringing animals. Yeah, they're just having something that smells like a, a barbecue pit actually isn't so bad in the grand scheme of things.
2: Have you guys recently ordered like full food on a plane? Like I, when I flew home, I think for Thanksgiving, I ordered a hamburger like mm-hmm. on the plane. Have you guys done that recently? No, I have
3: not not recently. I get like, a can of Pringles yeah. and that's it. Yeah, well, that sounds pretty good. Taylor. Fact. Yeah, this is rude. Uh, unless you brought enough for everyone. then, it, then, it, then be <laughs> One rib for every seat. Sure, exactly.
2: All right, so this next one, uh, I was listening to a podcast, and their producer says, and he, I don't know exactly his age, but I would say he's roughly my age, probably 25, 26, 27. And he was saying that he still needs chicken nuggets, that he, that's his entirety of his diet consists of chicken nuggets and maybe fries, like added in maybe a broccoli here and there. So picky eaters are a red flag. Taylor, fed your cap.
3: Yeah, um, I don't know. I, th- I think at that point in your life, it's just embarrassing. You know, you have to expand a little bit. Fact.
2: If a girl went to a nice restaurant and she just ordered chicken tenders chicken and fries, fries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that a, is that a red flag? Not
3: if it's the first date, but if it's the tenth date and that's all she's ordered since then, yeah. <laughs> you also might want to ask for some ID. <laughs> <laughs> Travis.
0: Being a picky eater is fine until it intrudes on the group, Mm -hmm. right? Like if you are the I'll only eat nuggets and fries person and you want to live your life like that, whatever. What do I care? It doesn't bother me. But if I can't go to a place because they don't have nuggets and fries on the menu and now it's affecting everyone else because you will only eat the one thing, that's ridiculous. You you can't have it affect everybody else. So, yes, it is a red flag because at some point – it, it's little, I don't know, it's OCD or something. You, need to, you yeah. need to open up something. You need to have a burger, a hot dog, a steak, a piece of salmon,
5: something.
2: Mace?
5: Uh, that's a fact. I, I would not, I could not be with somebody who didn't have a somewhat adventurous palate. Yes. Right? Like, like for example, chicken finger person, we're going to go to Katsuya tonight. It's like no, one, you're not. No, we're not, right? <laughs> well, we're going to go to Fleming's. No, we're not. It's like, it's like you, you it's... You gotta broaden your horizons. There are very few things that I won't eat. Very few. I. I,
0: I have two. You have two. I have two. Cauliflower what? and cinnamon. Good,
5: man. Cauliflower can't. is good. Cauliflower is good. Cauliflower is good. Can't. Cauliflower pizza crust. I can't. Awesome. No, no stop. Not awesome. better than pizza crust. I, I made
1: pizza over the weekend. I, I've got. Um, it's like basically like an indoor pizza stone type oven. It's wow, fantastic. It's, it's fantastic. I put roasted cauliflower on a vegetable pizza. It's phenomenal
0: phenomenal. Travis is not in on that. No. No, I'm on I'm in on pizza. I'm not in on cauliflower. So no, it's only pizza. cauliflower
5: and cinnamon. Cinnamon. Yeah. I cannot think of a thing that I wouldn't
0: at least try. Yeah, I, if you said to me this is literally anything other than those two things i'd try it. Yeah, yeah yeah
2: i can't do funnel cake because i had uh oh, you know funnel cake i had it's a delicious. bad experience when i was a kid and now it's did just the
0: powdered sugar stick in the back of your throat and no you choked.
2: uh we were on a girl scout trip in new jersey and we went to the jersey shore we ate some uh funnel cake Oh, and the then shore the yeah ride home beach yep everybody vomited oh yeah so yeah, yeah. what so, about a you. scoop
5: of ice cream on the funnel cake oh now you're talking <laughs> melts now a little talking. bit and, where on the shore did you go
2: uh Oh, it, it we always like,
5: went to Wildwood. Wildwood, New Yes, Jersey. it was Wildwood. It yeah. was like
2: the one with the big uh, Ferris wheel. Yes, like that. yes. Yeah, that's where we went. Uh, we, I went to Asbury Park and stuff too, but yeah, Wildwood was great. Andy, what about you at Picky Eaters?
1: I'm uh, not into that. I'm like Mace. I'm a pretty adventurous eater. I'll try just about everything. It also, I'll tell you what happens in my house. Nobody is necessarily picky, but we don't all eat the same stuff. Mm-hmm. That's where it can get logistically difficult and where you end up starting to settle... Into a bit of a rut because as somebody who does a lot of the cooking in the house, I just start thinking about simplicity, like what can make everybody happiest, the easiest,
0: as opposed to coming up with three different meals in a certain amount of time. In my household, we've got it down. If it if it hits four of the five people in the house, that's good enough. If you're the odd, if you're
5: the fifth oddman out, out,
0: you're on your own. It you can make a, a PB sound. and J that night.
5: By the way, couldn't be with a vegan. Couldn't be with a uh, gluten free.
0: Years gluten free would be hard to navigate. Yeah, that's
1: tough. Years like years years ago, I dated this girl for maybe like a month or so that was like a hardcore vegan. Mm. The only place we could go to eat because this is before like vegan eating was really even an option. We'd have to go to real food daily. Oh, I know e- Real Food Day. Every oh, single
4: Nothing's time. even cooked there. It's like <laughs> raw, raw, big only? salad. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, it didn't go anywhere. Yeah, no. <laughs> right, I
2: have one more left for you guys. So uh, we all are so excited for Cocaine Bear to come out this week. Oh, I have my yeah. ticket for Thursday. I'm super stoked. So it ha- it is Ray really Liotta's last performance. It's his last movie that's going to be coming out. So I had this. It, put yourself in the shoe of a very famous actor. You would rather be known for a cult classic, like something like a Cocaine Bear may turn out to be, or an award-winning performance that might be more serious that so people don't always go back and re-watch. So, you would rather be known for a cult classic over an award-winning performance. Mace, Fetter Cap,
5: Cap! I'm in this for the awards! <laughs> I want to win an Oscar, I want to win a... People's Grammy choice. And- <laughs> People's choice. There are no.
1: There is no such thing as enough awards for me. No, I just want the awards, so it's an easy choice it's for like me. You could, you could ask Mace: Would you rather give a bunch of great performances that never win awards, or a bunch of crappy performances that get you all the awards? He's choosing crappy. Yep, give me crappy performances <laughs> and win the trophy. You know, it's funny that you bring up Ray Leota with this because. I've always thought about him, like he obviously had a great career, and he was a really great actor, but I don't think he was as big as his talent was, but I always think about he was Henry Hill in Goodfellas, Mm -hmm. and like that is the performance, that if I were him, I'd be like whatever happens with the rest of my career, I'm good. Like I am in Martin Scorsese's best movie, and I'm the center of this movie with Prime De Niro, Prime Pesci, Prime Paul Servino, Lorraine Bracco, I'm in basically every scene of the movie, and I crushed it. Like that would be enough for me. Yeah. No matter what happens. Didn't from there. win an Oscar, so he wasn't nominated. He wasn't nominated. No. Oh, that's a crime. No, yeah. De Niro, interestingly, I think was nominated for best actor from it. He might, but he wasn't the lead. For Ray Liotta. No, Pesci. Uh, Pesci won best supporting. Yes. and Rocco mm-hmm. was nominated for best supporting
5: actress. And nothing for Liotta. No, remember it lost
1: Highway that Robert. year to uh, Dances with Wolves.
6: Best picture, yeah. I hated that movie, yeah.
0: um, I would want to have the career with a bunch of big blockbuster hits that everybody knows, but if we can kind of split the hair here a little bit, like I don't know if this is a cult classic because it's very, very popular, but a movie like Dazed and Confused, right? That's a great movie, yeah. That that you have like Ben Affleck is in it, he's almost unrecognizable in it, right? So, that if you could have both, that I'm in this kind of cult classic-y movie that a lot of people have seen, but you also are in mega, mega blockbusters that you're doing. What was the one where they snuck the hostages out? Uh, Argo. Argo, yeah. And all of these sort of, that would be the one where you get a little bit of both, that you have this massive career, you make a lot of money, you get all the rewards. base. And, oh, by the way, I was in this little movie called uh, Dazed and Confused. I would want both of those things.
2: Taylor? Give me
0: the cult classic. I'll take it.
2: All right. Thanks, Mace, for having. That's a very
0: in. short answer. That's what Taylor does. That's why <laughs> when you, that get you get family. a slightly longer one, you pay very close yeah.
5: attention. All right. Hey, I had fun. Thanks for inviting me. Anytime, Mace. All right. Cool. Any, or T T. I gotta go meet. I gotta go meet with Boss Amanda right now. Oh, good luck. Did you do yours? I have. Yes. St- Was it bad? I'm still here. All right, good. So
0: good. i mean, good.
4: Yeah. There's hope.
0: There's hope. <laughs> good luck. I think I'll right. be here at one. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we'll 1255. Find out if Mason. Well, you're not here Thursday
1: and Friday. Coincidence or no coincidence?
5: <laughs> oh, that's right. I'm out there. Oh, yeah, you may be right. Yeah. A trip or a vacation? Gonna go spend some time with mom. Mom, out in the little yeah. desert run? Yes. Nice. Desert run. Nice, nice, nice. All
0: right. Uh Sean McVay, seven years into his NBA, NFL coaching career. Still the youngest head coach in the NFL. That is stupid. I'll explain why it's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.
4: Chris does yoga. Does he?
0: Yeah. Have you not heard him talk about it? No, I actually have not. Chris is a regular yoga practitioner now. So uh, m- maybe that, but it feels stretching adjacent, which we know that I'm morally opposed to. I don't really do that, so I don't know. We we will see. I feel like Homer Simpson in this particular punch. Just just give me drugs and surgery. <laughs> that, that's that's what I'm looking for. I don't need any of your holistic treatments. I need something that is just going to take the pain away for a temporary amount of time. Did he recently take on yoga, Emily? When did Chris start talking about yoga? A month I wanna or two ago, like
2: maybe. It was Before my, the New Year. like October. Yeah, yeah good yeah. for him. Yeah,
0: he says he's getting better at it. It looks impossible. Like when you see people that really know how to do that, that looks like an act of gravity-defying impossibility. You know, it's crazy just to think about visually. Kareem
1: was this, you know, famous yes. practitioner of yoga. Someone of his
0: size and length stretching and, like, contorting his body. That's kind of crazy. It is. I Put a pin in Kareem for a second because I want to talk about Victor Wemba Nyama at some Mm -hmm. point, which – there's some comparison, D- different styles of play, but size-wise, they're at least in the same ballpark. But speaking of pickleball, we're getting closer. The tournament, the inaugural Pickleball Madness Tournament coming up March 18th from 10 a.m. till 4 p.m. It is at the Agape Pickleball Center, Miles Square Park in Fountain Valley. Reserve seating is still available. You can go to ESPNLA.com to register for that. The event is open to the general public. Huge thanks to some of our sponsors, Johnsonville, Huffy, Zico Coconut Water. Andy, you're going to want to be... Hoarding those yeah. as we venture into the tournament. Um, and if you're thinking, well, you know, the tournament's going on the basketball tournament which it is we got tvs out there you can watch all your college basketball there's papa shot there's pickleball demos you can take a lesson which i desperately need kid zone beer garden complimentary food and drinks live dj and entertainment there's prizes there's giveaways there's a 360 photo booth there is a lot going on and of course we'll all be playing pickleball you and brian are a team emily and taylor are a team Slee and i are a team we're team thick van exel which i absolutely love i think that's a A very, very good name. So come on out and have a good time with us. If you came to the softball game, you know that those events are awesome. I have a feeling this is going to be very similar.
1: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. I'm also really looking forward to learning how to play pickleball.
0: So there's the kitchen. You can't go into the kitchen unless the ball bounces in the kitchen first. Then you can go in and play the ball in the kitchen. But you immediately have to exit the kitchen, reset your feet outside of the kitchen, and you can't play the ball out of the air until the third shot. See, I don't like games with rules that sound like they're being made up on the spot to screw with you. Like, that sounds mad made up. It's not. That sounds like you're just screwing with me. And the score has three numbers, not Yeah, two. I, we went through that yesterday. <laughs> I The score I'm, yesterday at one point was 892. Yeah, I'm just going to go out there. I'm going to try to hit the ball
1: around. I'm going to take I'm going to put everybody on like the honor system. You just let me know did I
0: advance or did I lose? <laughs> <laughs> I um I'm in a weird spot because at the risk of sounding slightly immodest I am a reasonably good athlete, or let, yeah. let, me, let me rephrase: I used to be a reasonably good athlete. You were a college athlete. I was a college athlete. I got a scholarship to perform well, athletics in college, I mean, it was Santa Barbara, at, but still <laughs> Division One. <laughs> okay, Big West. How dare you? <laughs> More like Division 1.5, but still. They, they, they did get beat by Oregon State yesterday. But I played basketball in high school. I can run with, you know, I'm not fast, but I, I don't look like I've never done it before. <laughs> I can do things, right? I can catch and throw a football sure. like a, a person. I'm out there playing pickleball yesterday. And I think, oh, I can get there. That's that's a one quick step to my right. Plant your right foot, scoop the ball up, flip it over the net, and get back to the middle. Like, my brain is still cooking. Like, I, I know what to do. And I'm just standing there, and it doesn't ever actually happen anymore. Fifty-one years old, fifty-one pounds overweight, probably more. And I just, my brain is willing, and my flesh is weak, Andy. That that's like me. It's a different, uh, different
1: setting, but same basic premise. My daughter has started learning guitar. Okay. And when I've been taking her to guitar lessons, she takes it at the Guitar Center. They have a section of percussion and drums, and I grew up playing drums, but I've not played in a long time. And the first lesson I took her to, I just went down in the percussion section and tried screwing around. I'm so bad. It's I'm not, so bad now. It's use it, you lose it. Yeah, and on top of it, like you said, my mind knows what I'm supposed to be doing. Like in my head, I picture myself <laughs> playing exactly like I did before.
0: I am shockingly bad now. It's well, yeah, welcome. It's to the an club. awful feeling. Welcome to the club. This is why you got to find something that's. I don't know what the Taylor help me out here. What's like music adjacent? Because I can go play golf and feel like I still have some sort of ability. Because I'm I'm an okay golfer. I can help. I can hold my own, and it makes me feel like ah, I can still do some things. What's the music equivalent of that? That's not real athletics, but athletics adjacent. Karaoke, maybe. Oh no, I I never had any place in that world. You can't
1: sing. I. I grew up doing a lot of theater, and in high school, I got cast in three out of the four musicals, you know, my four high school years. I was only in one singing scene in three musicals, and I was told by the director, mouth it. (laughs) And this is how bad I apparently was with the mouth it thing. The scene that I was in... I actually went, like me and a few other actors, went out into the audience. So I said to the director, I'm like, if I'm mouthing it, they're going to know. And he said, okay. (laughs) I can live with that. Yeah, for some reason, he (laughs) wanted to block me where I I think he thought I would be entertaining in the audience. Yeah. But he still said, don't sing. What was the production? Uh, I believe it was Pippin. Okay. I think it was Pippin that I went out in the audience. (laughs) But every other – I always got cast – in the big non-singing role, like the biggest non-singing role, which was great, because I didn't really want to sing, I wanted to do the acting stuff. Uh So every year I got put in the biggest non-singing role, Except one year with Pippin, for some reason they had to put me in this thing. There's
0: usually not a ton of non-singing roles in musicals. There's <laughs> there's some spots that you can come in and do a monologue or whatever. But that's I, what
2: they're known for, you know. Singing yeah, I musical. mean, it's <laughs> kind of in the in. title. Well,
0: the one year I didn't make it, I remember
1: like the the director of uh, the the musical theater director who he was a great, really great guy. Um, he was really good to me. He actually sat me down and explained to me why I didn't get cast. It was because that year they did Greece. Okay. And basically every role. In you would have Grease... made a good Rizzo. <laughs> <laughs> I did have the
0: smoking down. Uh,
1: <laughs> every role in Greece sang except for the role of Eugene, the dork. And he basically said, like, don't repeat this, I cast somebody who looked dorkier than you. <laughs> <laughs> like he's like the guy that we cast looks dorkier
0: i could i could dork it up i promise <laughs> give me a shot yeah, give, me some
1: some
4: yeah. <laughs> give me some glasses
2: give me some glasses I, I can put musical a little in the in high school middle as well it's just like it's funny because there are always way less guys trying so almost every guy that auditioned gets a big role and so it's i feel like it took a lot for them to be like Were you a theater eh. kid yeah i was a theater kid okay major major theater kid energy. taylor
3: theater kid no my school didn't have theater no no we, we have just one. fiddle <laughs> yeah. or that wow no nothing uh there was a band like a marching band but i wasn't in did that did you have that oh i was gonna say i no. can picture you in one of those tall you're like you're already what are you, six five yeah
0: yeah like six <laughs> five plus the hat he's like fletch he's six nine with the uh the band hat along the way sean McVay youngest coach in the nfl still seven years in that's next it's Travis slee and he's in for slee on 710 espn